0: Are you a woman who's been diagnosed with depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, or something else, and the treatments just didn't work for you? Did you know that attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, can often present like these diagnoses in women? That's right, and it's one of the reasons why women can often go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for years. Today, we're going to explore ADHD symptoms in women versus men, delving into the surprising gender differences that could be affecting you or someone you know. So if you or someone you care about has been grappling with these issues, or if you're simply curious about this important topic, you won't want to miss this. And who am I to guide you through this complex subject? I'm Dr. Salman Aziz Mirza. I'm a triple board certified psychiatrist specializing in adult psychiatry, child and adolescent psychiatry, and addiction medicine. And I have lost count of the number of female patients I've seen that share this story. Let's start with setting the foundation. Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, is a neurodevelopmental disorder characterized by persistent patterns of inattention, hyperactivity, and impulsivity that interfere with functioning or development. These symptoms manifest differently in different people, influenced by factors like age, gender, and individual neurological makeup. You might be surprised to learn that ADHD is far more common than many people realize. More than 8 million American adults are estimated to have ADHD, but research suggests that up to 80% of them may not even be aware that they have the disorder. That's a staggering number of people living with undiagnosed ADHD. But here's where things get even more interesting. Recent studies have shown the significant increase in ADHD diagnoses, especially among women. In fact, between 2020 and 2022, the share of females between the ages of 23 and 49 diagnosed with ADHD nearly doubled. Since 2010, the rates of ADHD diagnoses have tripled overall. Historically, males have been more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD, but these studies indicate that the gender gap has been closing over the past 12 years. It's a well-known fact that ADHD doesn't look the same in everyone. It can present differently based on several factors, including the individual's age, environment, and yes, gender. Historically, ADHD data has skewed heavily towards school-aged males, largely because boys tend to display more overt behaviors that lead to earlier diagnoses. They're often more physically hyperactive and impulsive, which can lead to noticeable issues getting into trouble in school or at home. But what about girls and women? Their symptoms are often quite different and as a result they tend to fly under the radar when it comes to diagnoses. Instead of hyperactivity, ADHD in females can sometimes look more like depression or anxiety when taking a very superficial view. They might seem to be inattentive or daydreamy or ditzy, or they may struggle with organization or forgetfulness. Because these symptoms are less disruptive in a classroom or workplace setting to other people or teachers, they're often overlooked or misunderstood. But make no mistake, just because these symptoms are less visible, doesn't make them less significant. In fact, they can have a profound impact on a woman's self-esteem, academic performance, relationships, and overall quality of life. In fact, it's not uncommon for women with ADHD to be initially diagnosed with conditions like depression, anxiety, or even bipolar disorder before their ADHD is identified. This is because the symptoms of ADHD in women often overlap with these conditions, making it a bit of a challenge to diagnose accurately, especially in this era of quick 15-minute visits with your primary care doc. The internalized symptoms seen in women with ADHD often include difficulties with attention, focus, and organization. For example, a woman with ADHD might struggle with managing her time effectively, forget appointments or deadlines, or find it challenging to complete tasks that require sustained attention. She may also have difficulty keeping her living or working space organized, which can add to feelings of stress and being overwhelmed. In addition to these cognitive symptoms, emotional dysregulation is also a common feature of ADHD. This can involve intense emotional reactions, sensitivity to criticism, or feelings of inadequacy. These emotional symptoms can often be misinterpreted as mood disorders or personality issues, further complicating the diagnostic process. A lot of this comes out of good old-fashioned sexism and stereotyping which we know has had a massive negative and sometimes traumatic impact on women's healthcare. While inattentive presentation is more common in girls and women, that doesn't mean they can't also exhibit hyperactive and impulsivity symptoms. However, hyperactivity in women might not look like the classic hyperactivity often associated with ADHD. Instead of physical restlessness, it may show up as a feeling of being internally restless or having a mind that just won't turn off. It's also worth noting that hormonal changes throughout a woman's life can impact ADHD symptoms. Menstrual cycles, pregnancy, and menopause can all affect ADHD symptoms severity and management, which adds another layer of complexity to understanding and treating ADHD in women. Coming back to healthcare education, so many people in the medical field, especially us guys, have little to no idea of this entire topic around menstruation and its impact on women's health. Guys, we gotta do better myself included. Earlier we talked about the gender gap in ADHD diagnoses closing. Historically, ADHD has been seen as a boy's disorder. This discrepancy can be attributed to a variety of factors, but it largely boils down to the fact that the classic symptoms of ADHD, hyperactivity, impulsivity, and inattention, are more often associated with male behavior. As a reminder, between 2020 and 2022 alone, the number of women aged 23 to 49 diagnosed with ADHD nearly doubled. That's a significant shift and it prompts us to ask, why is this happening? There are a few potential reasons. Firstly, there is a greater awareness and understanding of how ADHD presents in women. As our understanding of these gender differences in ADHD symptoms has improved, more women are being correctly diagnosed after periods of misdiagnosis and suffering. We'll get more into that in just a little bit. Secondly, societal changes are playing a role. The demands and pressures of modern life, managing a career, raising a family, juggling multiple responsibilities, can exacerbate ADHD symptoms, leading more women to seek help. Additionally, the increased accessibility of mental health care, particularly through telehealth, means more women are able to access the help they need. Lastly, there is a growing self-awareness among women about ADHD. More and more women are recognizing their symptoms, doing their own research, and coming to their healthcare providers with suspicions about ADHD. They're not waiting for someone else to connect the dots. They're taking control of their own health and advocating for themselves. Personally, I love this and I'm all for it. Understanding the nuances in how ADHD presents in different genders is crucial. It's not just about fairness and diagnosis but ensuring that those diagnosed receive the appropriate treatment and support that they need. When we misinterpret or overlook the symptoms of ADHD in women, we risk leaving them to struggle with untreated ADHD, which can have serious impacts on their quality of life. Misdiagnosis can lead to a host of problems. For example, a woman might be treated for depression or anxiety without addressing the underlying ADHD that contributes to these conditions. This can result in treatments that are ineffective or even potentially harmful. So many of my female patients with ADHD have previously tried numerous medications ranging from antidepressants, mood stabilizers, benzodiazepines, and even antipsychotics, none of which have ever, quote unquote, worked for them. This creates pushback from the doctor. Why isn't this working? It should be working. There has to be something wrong with this patient. This further stigmatizes the patient and sows distrust when doctors then blame the patient for not getting better, quote unquote. Along with this, The stigma associated with some of the diagnoses and potentially being labeled treatment resistant can be really hard to shake. I use the analogy of a car that doesn't work a lot. Filling the car up with gas can be a great intervention, if the problem is that there is no gas in the car. If the problem is that the battery is dead, no matter how much gas you put in the car, no matter how many tires you replace, no matter how many times you swap out the spark plugs, none of those will work until you give the battery a jump or replace it. Diagnosing the problem correctly leads to an effective solution that works. Delayed diagnosis is another common issue for women with ADHD. Many women don't receive their ADHD diagnosis until adulthood, often in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or beyond. This delay can result in years, even decades, of struggling with symptoms that they don't fully understand. They may grapple with feelings of inadequacy or self-doubt, Livingly, that they are simply not good enough or capable enough, when in reality, they are dealing with an undiagnosed neurological condition. This late diagnosis can impact various aspects of women's lives, including their academic performance, career progression, and relationships. For instance, they might struggle with job performance due to difficulties with organization and time management. They might have strained relationships due to emotional dysregulation and inconsistent attention. They might also grapple with a higher risk of comorbid conditions like anxiety, depression, or substance misuse. These all then feed back into these unhelpful gender stereotypes that exist, that women can't be leaders or CEOs, that they can't be lawyers or doctors, and are better suited to be paralegals, nurses instead, which is all a bunch of BS. We've learned about what ADHD is and how it affects individuals differently, with a focus on the recent rise in diagnosis among women, and why that is so important. Recognizing these differences is crucial for everyone, not just for those diagnosed with ADHD or their loved ones, but also educators, employers, and healthcare providers. By increasing our understanding, we can improve the lives of those affected by ADHD. If you found this discussion informative, please consider sharing this video with others to help spread awareness about the complexities of ADHD. For those of you who think you or a loved one may have ADHD, seek out professional help. It may be the difference between barely getting through life or succeeding in it. I would love to hear your thoughts. What did you find most interesting or surprising about this topic? Do you have any personal experience with ADHD that you're willing to share? Do you have any questions about what, we've, what we discussed today? Please leave your comments below as I always look forward to going through them and answering what I can. I want to thank you all for spending your time with me today. If you've enjoyed this video and want to learn more about ADHD and mental health, please hit the like button, share this video, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. I regularly post content on these topics and your support helps me to continue to bring this valuable information to you.